0: Get in the zone. This is the Yellow Ball Podcast, proudly supported by Cricket
1: Australia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wherever you're listening to this podcast right around the world, a very warm welcome to the Yellow Ball Podcast, proudly supported by Cricket Australia and sponsored by Play Straight Cricket. All the best players play straight. This week, I was in downtown my own house in isolation my wife came up to me and asked hey what's the name of the podcast and i said the yellow ball podcast get involved of course very awkward conversation with my wife when she didn't know what the yellow ball podcast was seeing it's ruled most of my life for the last little while well ladies and gentlemen we're back. We are absolutely back and I can't believe that it's happened. Cricket Australia have said, you know what, guys, we love the Yellow Ball podcast. Uh, would you consider coming along and doing a season two? And um, I sat down and had a bit of a discussion with my amigo, my compadre, the podcast producer, Juzzy, and um, we decided that, uh, yeah, we might To Jaz, we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> it's amazing. Come, Come on. on. Did you think we'll be back? I did not think we were coming back.
0: Not with this whole pandemic thing. <laughs>
1: Mate, it's been some crazy stuff. And um, it's a big decision from Cricket Australia to say, yep, come on back. Because you're quite right at the moment, Cricket Australia, they're on extended leave till July. There's nothing happening. There is nothing happening at the moment. So, um, you know, on behalf of podcast producer Juzzy and myself, we just want to send out all our wishes to uh, the indoor cricketing community. You know, whether you're a player, you're a spectator, you own and manage an indoor cricket centre, whatever it may be, uh, just from Juzzy and myself, um, you know, uh, we really, really – um, extend our greatest wishes to you and the entire team at Cricket Australia that are on extended leave uh, until sometime in July. Uh, even the details on that are a little bit fuzzy. Um, so to all of you from the Yellow Ball podcast, um, our deepest, deepest, best, awesome, well wishes. Can't tell you uh, how important you are to us. Um, so jazz, we're back and uh, some news for you. Uh, we're going to give you a new job title around here. Now, you can keep podcast producer Juzzy if you want. I
0: thought it was Dog's Body. <laughs> no,
1: no, it's not Dog's Body. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of options. Your call. You can go to Junior Vice President of the podcast. I'm happy to call you Junior Vice President. Okay. I can put you on as one of the interns. You so you can be I and mean, we give you an apprenticeship job out the back with the Yellow Ball Podcast, you know, you know, the research. You know, you have yep, the yep, research yep, yep. department is here yep, at the it's podcast. Huge. It's massive. Yeah. You go out the back, there's 20, 30 people. on yeah.
0: Writers, <laughs> visual art department.
1: <laughs> Marketing. <laughs> yeah. Do you see the guys in sales today? Oh, uh, lazy. <laughs> lazy. <laughs> oh, <mate>. oh, <laughs> sell them airtime. That's it. That's it. Um so you can have junior vice president. We'll put you on as one of the interns. Um, or we could make you Prime Minister of the podcast, or if you like, we can just keep your podcast producer, Jazzy. So um, what do you want to be, mate? Chief Button Pusher's good. Chief Button Pusher? Oh, Pusher? Pusher? Oh, no. I've got a good one here. Listen to this. There <laughs> you go. Hang on. Got to, got to <laughs> Oh, no, you're fired. Got to fired. press <laughs> it. Got to you, press the <laughs> <laughs> you got to push it.
2: Su <laughs> Tendul
0: It's a good one, that one.
1: And uh, who said that? Who's doing that one? It's
0: Trump, I oh, think. it's
1: the Trumpster. Trump in India. What's he trying to say? Suchin Tendulkar possibly. And how does it come out?
2: Suchin Tendulkar <laughs> to Virat
3: Kohli. Oh, Virat
1: Kohli. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe um that might be the new sting for if there's a bit of a blooper mate I reckon that um the old Trumpster will come on and just let us know that uh, we've made a bit of a balls-up. Fantastic. Yeah. But um, Jazzy, uh, we've obviously extended some wishes out to everyone else. And just from me to you, mate, thanks uh, thanks for coming back. Um, I know that it's a big commitment from yourself and uh, Lisa, your your lovely wife. I don't know if she's listening, but thanks for letting me steal Justin away you know every couple of Tuesdays I know it's a big commitment from himself and he's got a beautiful family so mate really appreciate it Um, it is a a big effort and particularly at the moment because the radio stations are no go zone Uh, we've got all the buttons we've got all the fancy stuff coming to you from my office in my house uh, he's made the trek all the way out here. He's caught a helicopter, a plane, uh, a hovercraft, and whatever he did uh, just to make sure episode one worked. So uh, he's going to be around for the full uh, full journey again. So uh, brother, it's good to have you back. I missed you. Oh, glad to be back. It's all good. So episode one of the podcast, um, we're going to be talking about COVID nineteen. I know it's not uh, the greatest of uh, topics and the greatest of discussions. We don't really want to be digesting any more COVID nineteen comment because let's face it, we've all had it up to the absolute eyeballs. But it has played a very Significant role in indoor cricket and the indoor sporting community in general. I'm not too sure if I put in too many nudities there with the community word there, so Judge, you might have to, um, you might have to, uh, that yeah. up. <laughs> we'll keep it in and we'll sprinkle it with fairy dust. <laughs> yeah, try and do your best. So, um, look, at the moment, um, obviously, every indoor cricket center in the country and in the world for that matter is shut, it is closed. Um, I want to have a chat to some people that are at the coalface. I mean, I'm I'm a small part of indoor cricket, but realistically I've got no idea what is actually happening in the community. I don't manage a centre. I don't own a centre. So we've got Mark Divin and Stephen Mogg. Stephen Mogg looks after a whole bunch of centers, and uh, Divo Mark Divin. he comes from Tassie. I'll introduce you to those two gentlemen uh, in just a little while. They're going to come on the podcast to not only let us know the challenges that they've faced, but what I find infinitely more important, what we can do to assist them. Um, You may have heard or watched a content piece not too long ago called indoor cricket's greatest games Uh, and if you haven't watched it yet well we're going to send the men in the white coats and the butterfly nets to come and collect you because you've lost your mind it's absolutely awesome it's on the cricket australia indoor facebook page Uh, we break down the uh indoor cricket world cup played between australia and new zealand in 2009 Uh, is it possibly the world's greatest bit of indoor cricketing content probably second this episode's probably first i mean let's not get bogged down in the details um but it is really, really important um, that we're here to support the indoor cricket centres. And that's what the Yellow Ball podcast is all about. It's the only reason that we exist. Um, it is to support indoor cricket. And at the moment, though, things have turned. It's not just about supporting indoor cricket in general. It's about supporting people's livelihoods. And at the moment, things are really, really tough. And we've got Mark Divin and Stephen Mogg who are going to come along and let us know exactly what is happening, what is taking place. And what's really important to me... And as I said earlier, I want to know what we can do to make sure we can look after these guys. They've got a long journey ahead of them, and uh, we want to make sure we support them. So uh, in the next couple of seconds, uh, Mark Diven and Stephen Mogg will be along, and we look forward to their coming.
0: Shout out to major sponsor PSC, Play Straight Cricket. Check them out at playstraightcricket.com.au. The best cricketers play straight.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, the 2020 season of the Yellow Bull podcast is ahead of us. And got a couple of big special shout-outs. First of all, Brisbane Podcasts. Uh, Very, very big supporters of this show. In fact, um, they're everything to us, Justin Ruelon and the team out there. If you're considering getting a podcast underway, give Juzzy a call. Get in contact with the Yellow Ball podcast and we'll uh, we'll pass the deets along. Brisbane Podcasts are the best at what they do. Um, They'll take care of you. If you've got no idea about podcasts... Justin will guide you all the way through. I want to say a big thank you to the team at Remax Elevate as well. Darren lewis Dayton, the team at Tarragindi. Uh, We're going to talk more about them a little bit more as the season continues. SportsCast Australia. Well, they're just kicking goals with both feet at the moment. Uh, Andrew McLeish and the team down there. Um, Thank you so much for your support, SportsCast Australia. We couldn't do things without you. And our major sponsor for 2020 Play Straight Cricket, of course, all the best players Play Straight, Stephen Morgan to everybody at Play Straight Cricket, thank you so much. All of these sponsors have come together to make sure that this year works for the Yellow Ball Podcast. I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for these people, you wouldn't be hearing my voice right now. This podcast would not be operating without them. So to all of them, a very, very big special. Thank you. Uh, Your commitment and ongoing support of indoor cricket is unparalleled. And um, to all the teams, thank you so very much.
0: The Yellow Ball Podcast, proudly supported by Cricket Australia.
1: So here with our two special guests, Mark Divin and Stephen Moggin, before we get them uh, on the mic and having a bit of a yarn, let me tell you a bit about them. So Mark Divin, uh, he's from Born in Footscray, and I'm going to talk to him about that as well because I'm born in Footscray. So you can't leave your wallet or any kind of valuables around with us because, um, yeah, we'll be pretty <laughs> swift with them. Um, but predominantly, um, Mark Divin is an outdoor cricket player growing up in Melton, Victoria before stints in Shepparton, Canberra and finally Tasmania where he played for the Tigers for several seasons and his highlight was being part of the Ford Ranger Cup winning side. Ironically, the dirty dog against his old state of Victoria and Mark is the full owner of the cricket hub in Tasmania. He's joined by fellow guest Stephen Mogg. Uh, he's been a Queensland Masters player for approximately 10 years and the occasional player for the Victorian Point vipers national indoor cricket league side however i've been uh, reliably informed that his body's falling to pieces and he just can't do it anymore the old boy so he's sticking to coaching more often than not these days so mark divin Stephen mogg welcome to the podcast
3: yeah thanks gary mate appreciate being here that's for sure
1: Master, Thanks Gary good to be here. Beautiful mate. Don't be nervous mate. it's Episode 1 baby. We're back. We're back, you know what I mean? We, we need to get cracking. That's <laughs> it. It, Mate, it's good stuff. And look, you're both here because uh, obviously COVID-19 has had a significant impact not just on indoor cricket as well but across um, the the wider indoor sports community and you guys um, are a part of that. That that's that's you know you're leaders within that group. So um it's really important that your message comes across because we need to know what we can do to support. And we also need to know what kind of impacts COVID-19 has had. Um, so Moggy, uh, you're playing Monopoly in real life. You've got um, centers all over the place. Um, you've got four of them. Is that right?
3: Yeah, that's correct, mate. Yeah. Look, uh, three of them up here in Queensland and uh, one in here uh, as well. so, uh, I am a fan of the game of Monopoly. Uh, i very competitive <laughs> when it comes to it. Uh, there's a few new rules I've put into the game recently with this COVID-19, so it's a bit of a challenge
1: at the moment. Yeah, mate. If, uh, if you're lucky enough, I might invite you around as long as I can be the top hat. And um, Mark Divin, <laughs> for your uh, centre down there, a little bit different for you because you offer a whole bunch of different services. A lot of indoor cricket centres don't usually do. You integrate quite heavily with the outdoor community.
2: Yeah, absolutely. While um, well, we run the indoor cricket centre, um, part of our arrangement with our local council is that we that we stick with with cricket as our as our sole focus. So we so we run you know training programs for schools and clubs and and have a whole range of training facilities. So so really, yeah, we. are we just focus on cricket. We might do some birthday parties as, as something different, but um, but that's about it. So yeah, a little bit unique away from the the traditional uh, centre that will run you know cricket, netball, and all the other sports as well.
1: So, so whereas uh, Moggy's got the inflatable world, he's got um, jumping castles. You can dress your kids up in Velcro and throw them against the dartboard type thing. And um, the Cricket Hub Tasmania, it's uh, it's really for the cricket tragics, eh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's um,
2: yeah. We like to think anyone that uh, from any age that that loves their cricket, um, social or more serious, can can come along and and get involved in the cricket hub, and um, we can sort of help them on their on their journey. So yeah, quite different to to set up there.
1: And you know, obviously, COVID nineteen's come along and it's taken the wind out of everybody's sails. Um, Mog, you've said that in twenty years of kind of owning and operating businesses, that this is the most challenging time you've ever faced I'll, I'll ask you to just to get the the ball rolling what's been one of the most challenging aspects that COVID-19 has had on the operations at uh, at all your indoor cricket centers
3: oh look the biggest thing is the uncertainty really like it sort of came out of the blue something we weren't really expecting It's something we could never really plan for and you know just the response to it's been different you know there's a, a lot of government initiatives out there to, to try and help us out and It's just really an unprecedented event and and something I don't think you could ever plan for and, you know, maybe something we could plan for in the future, but it's just all of a sudden we were shut and and that's just a massive change to what we do on a regular basis.
1: And Mark Diven, just through previous conversations with yourself, you also mentioned a very important word, uncertainty. That's been a, a real challenge, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I think, like um, like Moggy was saying, it, it just sort of you, you could see things were happening around the world, and you kind of didn't think it was going to impact you directly. And then, yeah, I guess in the blink of an eye, you've um, yeah, you've shut the doors, and you're telling staff that you know they've got less hours or have to be stood down. So it and it's it's an area that. You know, I've certainly never had to deal with anything like that before, so you are sort of just sticking on your feet and, and hoping that you were doing the right thing by people and by the community and, and all that type of thing. So,
3: um, yeah, To be honest, that was one of the most challenging things. You know, across all my facilities, I had to stand down a hundred staff. You know, a lot of these people have been great for my business and been great supporters of what we do for a long period of time, and, and I've made a close connection with many of them, and, and to be... Have to stand them down was just one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in a business sense ever in my life. So it was a big challenge.
2: Well, so without knowing when things would resume again, obviously things are now on the improve. But I mean, I guess this is a best case scenario. We, you know, we had no sense of when things were going to get better, so you couldn't talk to your staff with any certainty of, about what the future looked like, and that was that was tough. Hmm.
1: And I know that, um, and and we'll talk about the challenges. I really want to focus on the future. The bulk of this episode is about the future, what we can do to assist and what tomorrow looks like, or maybe not tomorrow, but at least in a few weeks and months and even years time. But it's really important that, all our listeners gain an understanding about current circumstances and the journey that you've been through, because I think that the support will rally behind centers stronger when they have a deeper appreciation that you guys have really been in the trenches and fighting a pretty tough war here at the moment. So um, you guys sharing your journey, um, although it still might be a bit raw, uh, you know, for for the wider indoor cricketing community, it's really important. What I found was quite uh, interesting, Mark was that, you actually got a bit of a silver lining to it, and it's given you a chance to reflect and plan and prepare for the centre's future success.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's a strange uh, it's a strange outcome. It sort of was certainly more a negative <laughs> outlook from the beginning. But then, as we <laughs> yeah. as we sort of started to deal with things and we staff got back on, we found that you know our team was able to you know really plan and review some things that. How do we do things better when we, we do start again? How do we get our centre up to speed? So we have been able to use this time to, I guess, hopefully come back stronger. And, and we are really grateful for the support that we have had from, from the government to with, through JobKeeper and through other grants that have been available that, are, that will see us through. Um, so then it actually has, in some respects, there's been some positives in, in terms of yeah, preparation time to, to come back stronger.
1: Now, Moggy, there's uh, five stages of COVID that um, you've been quieted as having. I don't know if um, if you – have you created this, mate, or is this something that you've picked oh, from I online? Have. You have?
3: Yeah, I think this is the ISO boredom coming through. But <laughs> <laughs> because it's such an unprecedented event and it's something we've never had to deal with before, I think what was important for me to, to get through this process was to break it down into stages and to understand what we're going through at each – phase of that stage and i guess right about now we're really midway through that stage and you know the first stage as we've talked about i call the wtf stage and well that's pretty self-explanatory pg podcast
1: mate wtf pg podcast don't explain it don't explain what it is
3: no no, no further explanation (laughs) the terminology used but really that was about and, and mark would agree with this like as it was unfolding we were just sitting there going what's happening what's going on What's happening around the world? What's happening here in Australia? What sort of impact does that have on us? And, and it was just a game-changing moment. And it just for me, it tended to change on a daily basis almost and understanding what implications that had for our businesses and for our industry. And it was a really challenging time at that point in time. And a lot of that's on that uncertainty. And that's, that's something that Mark and I have both touched on so far already.
1: And then the next stage is hibernation.
3: Yeah, look, I think that's this is a fairly important stage in the process because many of these sports centres without the proper hibernation process might be lost to our industry. And, you know, well, that's the last thing we want to see. Like, as much as I have my own businesses, I'm all about the industry and want to see the industry survive and be strong. And, you know, if we couldn't successfully hibernate the businesses it really puts a lot of pressure on whether they can return in the future. And when I talk about hibernation, and Mark's touched on Marie, there's government incentives like job keeping, maintain
2: the stuff.
1: Hey, there's Next a five year old. One. There's a little five year old there that you know. Devo was talking is. about. Yeah, we, we can,
2: Unfortunately, we can't see you guys, but uh, this is Harry. He's. Uh, we Very could, keen
1: to hear what we're talking about. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful! And that's what indoor sports <laughs> and indoor cricket's all about—is a family initiative. And, and, and Div did say yeah. that. Uh, there's Harry. G'day, Harry.
2: Hey, Harry.
1: How are you going, champion? <laughs> They're saying hello to you. Giving Dad a cuddle—that's beautiful stuff. Um, Can you see
3: them, boys? Unfortunately, I can't.
1: Right? No, can't see. And when you were saying that, Moggy as well, Div was actually nodding in agreement about that hibernation type period that. Um, it's important that you can get through these times, um, you know, whilst hibernating. I suppose while nothing's going on, you can still kind of get through it. And, and Div, I was looking at you; you were nodding along in agreement that um, yeah, that that's something that you felt as well.
2: Yeah, like the, the the range of emotions are you know quite extreme. From I guess when it first happened, and the sense that you were closing closing down was like will we actually come back from this? And then obviously as government announcements came through, then it was clear that yeah, you could hibernate and, and lock away for a while knowing that your business will be okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that period, um, it just gave you a few weeks there where you could sort of just take a breath and then plan how you then, um, as Moggy's next step um, alludes to, you can regenerate and, and come back again.
3: Yeah, I think another key component with that hibernation stage was going through that process of talking to your creditors and suppliers and all those sort of things. You know, well, they're businesses as well, and they're going through the same hardship we are. And, you know, that's a tough conversation to say, look, you know, mate, yeah, I owe you $1,000 for our soft drink. I can't pay you because I have no money coming in. You know, I want to pay you, but I can't. So... Dealing with the suppliers was a very important aspect of that. I think the key aspect was, and and I think this is a great initiative by the government, is the dealing with landlord situation. Because uh, from my perspective, you know uh, that that lease aspect of the business is is one of the highest costs that we have. That along with staffing and all those sort of things. But you know, like getting the landlords to come to terms that they were happy with and workable with was a very important process. You know, I mean. As you can imagine, across all of my facilities, I'm personally liable for a, a massive amount of rent, and if I didn't get that um, support from them, it really makes it difficult to get through or move forward from the stages. And you know, and to probably to recap, you know, the job keeper thing to be able to look after those key staff that are such important people for our business to be able to negotiate with the landlords and get ourselves into a position and you know, I have multiple businesses and multiple leases, so I have multiple landlords. And, you know, every single deal I got is a little bit different and unique in a way, but they're all workable, some of more workable than others. But that was a challenge. And to be able to talk to the suppliers and to come to terms with them was very important. And you know, I think we're all pretty much past or just sort of passing that hibernation stage now. And Um, and you know in in saying that there are many indoor sports centers and not just indoor sports centers in our industry but businesses in general that may not get through that stage and you know that's that's just one of the realities of the what we're facing at the moment
1: and that's where the support comes back into things so we've got the next stage of preparation and then the next one which is really important is back in action and that's where i want to focus on for a little while as well i want to know what we can do as a community to help the centers get back because the fact of the matter is we don't actually know so i've just got some points here and i want us to spend maybe uh, 30, 30 seconds to a minute on each one. I'll just go through some points how we can assist supporting the centres. So, all the players pre COVID 19 come back to the indoor cricket centres as soon as possible. Moggy, give me your 30 second elevator pitch on that to why people should be 30 coming back.
3: Seconds. Tough gig. Uh, look, at, <laughs> I'm a player too. As much as I'm a business owner, I'm a player too. And it's something I have missed wholeheartedly it's not just about the cricket, it's about the social interaction. It's about having a chat with my mates, having a laugh about the game we've just played and going upstairs to the bar and having a beer as well. And for me, the social interaction that our sport offers is such an important part of it. Fitness and running around and being active is another important part too. Because it looks like I've eaten a few meat pies in the, in the last couple of months. And you know, just getting to run around and have a bit of fun is very important as well. And, Again, I really emphasise that social interaction side
1: of things. And, Div, obviously it's important for the existing players to come back, but maybe some cricketers who haven't played for a little while, roll the arm over or pick up a cricket bat, important for them to come back too. That would support you guys in in getting things rolling again? Absolutely. I think
2: from our point of view, we'd love to see some outdoor cricketers perhaps um, who might have missed a lot of their footy season, maybe aren't going to play footy, maybe come back and and, and have a go at indoor cricket. Uh, perhaps those that get asked to fill in, maybe, you know, maybe fill in and, and, and have a game and, and see how you go because um, it certainly is a great opportunity to catch up with some some people again and, and have a beer and, and all those things that Moggy mentioned. So, um, yeah, let's get them back, in, back involved in indoor cricket.
1: And – also, the existing indoor cricketers, being an advocate for cricket, and, and what I love about um, the hub down there that you've got in Tassie is you know, outdoor cricketers, indoor cricketers, if you enjoy cricket, then you can get your keister in there, Meester, and, and be a part of it as well. So people should really be advocates as well for that. So is that also something that would assist? You know, I love indoor cricket. I love cricket. I should be out in the community saying, guys – come down here and get into the hub with me and uh, hang out with Div and the team and, and play some indoor. Is that an important aspect too, just getting the word out there?
2: Just get, yeah, just getting involved. In it. From my point of view, you're a cricketer. You, you, it's not, you're not distinguished from being an indoor player or an outdoor player. You, you're yeah. someone that enjoys their cricket. and And that's the main feature. And, look, from our sense of point of view, if you can't make a game of indoor cricket, you might hire a bowling machine or you might come and buy some gear – early from our cricket shop rather than wait till September or October, you know, any, you know, just any traffic in our business is, will help us to sort of kickstart, um, you know, our revenue again, which will, you know, keep us there for the long term and keep our staff, uh, keep our staff employed.
1: Very good point. Um, you know, Stephen Mogg, he obviously looks after the operations at play straight cricket, um, supporting the centers by purchasing a new set of gloves or a bat, Mark Divin, you've got a massive, huge area full of all kinds of sporting paraphernalia. Uh, Moggy, your centres are full to the brim, full of, full of kit. Um, I'll open the floor to both of you, maybe Mog, then Div. Um, grab, buy a box, grab a set of gloves.
3: Yeah, look, it, it, it's important. I mean, uh, you know, that's not part of our core business, you know. We, we deliver sports and we deliver competitions and, and that's what we do. And that's an important part and we want people to be involved, but – you know, if you want to go that extra little bit further and help support us and ensure that that business is going to be there in the long term, it's important that, you know, look, like you know, if you're thinking about buying a new bat, you know what? Buy one from a sports center. Now's a really good time because we're so heavily invested in this industry and we want everyone to succeed. And, you know, if it means you've got to buy a new set of gloves or a new protector, that, that's one of those little things you can do to help us as a business to maintain ourselves. Because as I touched on previously, that you know as much as many businesses have got through that hibernation stage there's many that may not and even if we do a lot of the businesses are gaining increased uh, debt through this process you know we still need to have power we still need our phones and security and all those sort of things you know the storm's not over yet we we're really going to face some challenges over the next 12 18 24 months to be able to push through this so anything that a player can do to help support that would be really fantastic and i know Appreciate it at my end, and I'm sure that was exactly the same at every centre around Australia as well.
1: And Mark Divin's operation down there in Tassie—it's an absolute paradise. You walk in there, you're delirious. There's stuff all over the place. It's a—it's—it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a its a wonderful facility. So you know, instead of going to one of those big major conglomerates, uh, I won't name them because the podcast is absolutely frothing for support for 2021. So I'm not going to rule out anyone. You know, I'm not going to—I'm not going to begrudge any big major corporation just in case they want to—you know—be involved in. Um, the podcast like subscribe five stars however instead of going to one of those guys um head down to your local sports center and grab a cricket bat. div is that a fair comment
2: yeah absolutely like the, the the decision to come and buy from a small business um you know the sale of a bat you know every bat we sell it just it means it means a hell of a lot and it, it, it secures our business for another you know, another period of time, and I, I guess you, you you can jump online and get something from overseas, but that money just drifts away, and and probably doesn't mean a hell of a lot to the person at the other end. But yeah, you do correct. it locally, you, you you certainly are keeping someone in the in a job, and I, I think Bobby's point about the storm is not over. Like we might get back to business, but we expect that in the next six to twelve months, the economic situation is not going to be not going to be great. Um, so, you know. Each of those sales that comes through straight away just yeah you know, offers, offers us that that bit of security. Um, yeah, you know, we're faced with ordering our retail, which is not indoor Korea, but re- our retail gear. You know, you have to order that now. But who can forecast what that? Who's going to be shopping in six to eight months' time? We 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 just have to sort of crystal ball it and. Um, yeah, it's 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 really hard to tell. So the more people we see in the center gives us the confidence to keep buying more gear and, and having a full shop of gear for people to to buy from.
1: Yeah. And the important thing is, and you're quite right, both of you, this is going to be an ongoing process. Coming in and looking after things for a week or two and thinking, oh, we're back. it's okay, we can go back down to the pub, we can go back and, and have our coffees and all that kind of stuff. That's all well and good, but this is going to take a long, long, long time. So that support needs to be continuous and ongoing. And I could see you both here on the screen and you were both nodding your head like those wobbly dolls that you put on your dashboard, little jiggly little hula skirt on you. You'd be wonderful. And so it needs to continue. <laughs> and I'm sure you're both um, in agreement with that. We've got a couple more minutes to go because um, uh, for the first time ever, we're not recording from a uh, radio studio. We're doing it from uh, from Zoom. And uh, we're we on a time uh, restraint, so we've got about two and a half minutes uh, remaining. And I really, really want to talk to Mark Divin uh, about Tasmania. When will you be coming back into the national championships?
2: Oh, that's a million dollar question. Look, we. I mentioned to you that we have, we had two junior teams ready to go for June, July this year to come over to Melbourne. Um, obviously, with the COVID-19, we, that got cancelled. So we see that as the stepping stones, Gary. Um, it's a better for us, so, so at the moment we're the ones probably driving that to happen. It's a better investment of time for us. Um, we'd love to see the seniors back, but we need, I guess, um, I guess we need broader support to, to make that happen. We can't drive that as one individual centre, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. And... Um- I know Moggy, we're absolutely frothing for Tassie to get back in. I've been trying to trade a shirt to get a Tassie jersey for years, mate. And the problem is I'm extra, extra small and no one ever even if there was anyone, I wouldn't be able to find anybody. But other you wouldn't than tra- get one
3: at mate. <laughs> you wouldn't get one
1: at <laughs> Other than wanting to trade a jersey, mate, how much do we miss Tassie? Fair income? Oh,
3: it, it's they're a massive part. Like it's the Australian national championships and you know, every year Creed Australia sends a email out to us for a survey to ask where we'd like to play, you know, like Darwin's always been a place I wanted to play in. Oh, Darwin's Masters a
1: cracker. Yeah, player,
3: You know, yes, just I, I would have been there after, as this interview shows and, you know, Tasmania is definitely on the list too, you know, they're a part of Australia and I'd really love that experience to go down there and play and, and be a part of that cricket. So um, uh, best of luck to you, Mark. I hope you really push through with it and, and I think, Many uh, cricketers out there would
2: love to come down and have a game of cricket down there in Tasmania. Yeah, thanks, Bobby. There's certainly there's a, certainly a you know a community here that that really wants to wants to drive it. it, it it's a bit of a, a little bit of a road at the moment to, to get there. But we yeah, you know, I mean these conversations and for more people in our local centres to hear you know that passion that you know I guess what we call the mainlanders, um, yeah, you know, to hear that passion. Um, for Tassie to be back involved, that that all helps, um, and yeah, certainly inspires me to help keep driving it because I think um, it's it's a great game, and you know we'd love to yeah, we'd love to see it be, be a bigger part of the national scene.
1: Well, fellas, uh, thanks very much for coming along to episode one of season two of the Yellow Ball podcast. Uh, next time we talk, and you don't know it and you haven't committed to it yet, but you're coming back on the podcast. So apologies for that. I'm dragging you back in kicking or screaming. You will be returning. I know that we haven't talked about it yet. What I'd like to do is touch base with you at the end of the year one of our very last episodes, to see how everything has been travelling. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've really taken some good insight um, from these two, Mark Diven and Stephen Moggin. um Fellas, I'll see you at the end of this year. All the very best, and we look forward to supporting your indoor cricket centres. Uh,
3: cheers. Cheers, Lowey. Thanks, Mark. Nice to meet you, mate. Uh, best of luck, Lowey. This is a great
2: thing. Thanks, Gary. All the best to you. All the best to you, Boggy.
0: No worries. Thanks very
1: much, Jensen. Talk to you soon.
0: Sportscast Australia are an agile sports broadcaster, delivering TV quality live streams for national, state, and grassroots sports, including the NICL and indoor cricket national championship events across Australia.
1: Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, from Mark David and Stephen Mogg. Uh, a very big thank you to them for for their precious time uh, for coming onto the podcast. And I hope, I mean, I certainly took a lot out of it, and I hope you did as well. That it provides you with some clarity and direction. About what we can do to support indoor cricket and these indoor cricket centres. So, um, you know, again, thanks very much. And, and, ladies and gentlemen, you know how important indoor cricket is in our community. It is just everything. So, any opportunity that you get, um, you know, to get a friend, that's what I'd. That's what I'd really encourage and advocate. Talk about indoor cricket. If you've got a side, hey, Joe Blogs, get over here. Hey, Sally Susie, get over here. Get involved. In indoor cricket, now's the time to get as many people as you can. Something that they didn't talk about, which is also something I think is pretty cool as well, instead of leaving the indoor cricket centre and go and get Maccas, KFC, Donos, whatever it is, Get a burger from upstairs, or go get the kebab, or go get the pizza, or whatever it is. Go buy forty-six wingdings and twenty-eight, um, you know, chicken tenders and you know whatever it is that they're selling there. Um, get a feed from there. you know, hang around for a couple of minutes. Get a Gatorade, whatever it is. Um, they talked about the importance of buying a box, buying some gloves, buying a bat everything counts even if you just make a personal commitment to yourself you know what I'm not going to bring in my water bottle each week I'm just going to go there and buy a $2.50 water bottle from behind the counter that actually helps so I hope you've enjoyed episode one of the yellow ball podcast totally understand that um, COVID-19 is uh, everywhere and uh, it's probably not something that we wanted to discuss too much but it is really really affecting obviously the indoor cricketing community Good news is uh, the episode proper of the Yellow Ball Podcast will be continuing. We'll be coming to you every single week. Um, Even though there's no active games of indoor cricket being played at the moment, we have got a star-studded lineup coming at you. So the indoor cricket content's going to flow. It's going to continue. Of course, we've got the Yellow Ball Podcast Facebook page, which you can get involved in. So from all of us here at the Yellow Ball Podcast headquarters, thank you so much for your support in Season 1 because we wouldn't be back for Season 2 if it wasn't for that. And we look forward to your company for the rest of the weeks ahead on the Yellow
0: Ball Podcast. You've been listening to the Yellow Ball Podcast, proudly supported by Cricket Australia. Get in touch with us anytime, Podcast at gmail.com.